Hey bosses, before we kick off this week's episode, I wanna take a second to tell you about our sponsor, Masterworks.io. Masterworks is the only platform to trade blue chip art. You can buy pieces in works from artists like Banksy, Cause, Monet, so much more. In fact, works like these have outperformed the S&P by 180% from 2000 to 2018. If you wanna get in on this investment, you can head over to masterworks.io where they have a waiting list. But because you are an Invest Like a Boss listener, you don't have to wait in that list. In fact, it's over 20,000 people, but we're gonna skip you right to the front. Just use code ILAB at signup. So go to masterworks.io, use code I-L-A-B, and you'll skip right to the front of the line. I'll tell you more about Masterworks after the break. Until then, let's get the show started. Welcome to the Invest Like a Boss podcast. I'm Sam Marks. And I'm Johnny FD. We're self-made entrepreneurs who invest our own money and use modern technology to invest like a boss. Join us each week for exclusive interviews with our network of modern investors, business owners, and multimillionaires to discover new ways to invest our hard-earned cash. Welcome to the Invest Like a Boss podcast. My name is Derek Sparks. This is episode number 170. We are banging out these episodes. I am alongside my co-host, Johnny FD, who's out there in Sri Lanka right now. What's up, Johnny? What is up, Derek? I'm sitting by the beach in my new place, new co-working space, new office. This is a good life, man. All right. I know you can't see him out there, but Johnny looks like he's got it hooked up with a pretty sweet spot right now. Yeah, it's, it's basically a boutique hotel that me and three friends rented out. So it's been treating it like our private villa. We turned one of the spaces into a co-working space. There's surfboards right next to me. There's ocean view. We have a private beach. And it's only 250 bucks a month per person. Oh, all right. Well, I have the beach. I have a surfboard next to me. It doesn't cost $250 a month. <laughs> um, a few dollars more. But uh, anyways, I hear you were going on a safari today, too. What's that all about? <laughs> yeah. So the nice thing about being Sri Lanka is within a you know, three, four hour drive, you have everything. You have like, you know, hill country where it's cold. You have the beach where it's hot. And we have safaris here where you can see wild elephants and hopefully a leopard. So I'm going to the, the most famous spot. It's called Yala because that's supposedly where there's the most leopards. So wish me luck. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, if you want to hear about my excitement for this week, I told mm-hmm. you last week that Los Angeles is opening restaurants, but just Whoop. outdoors. Okay. Okay. So Still good. for the first time in at least six months, I went to a restaurant in Los Angeles and I actually Ooh. have gone to two now. So I'm yeah. super excited. We're making progress here. That's pretty cool. What were the two restaurants you chose to go to? Uh, there is a British pub I went to in Hollywood and the name is escaping me right now, but okay. I had some fish and chips, nice, and some nice. bangers and mash. Ooh, Pretty fun. Okay. Uh, I had to have a pint of beer, even though I stopped drinking beer. I was like, you can't go to a Wait. British pub and not drink a beer. So you had two meals in the same sitting. I did. I ate a lot. <laughs> I, was, okay. I was excited to go out, Johnny. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Okay. And, and um, last night I checked out this new place. Shout out Ospi. It's OSPI brand new restaurant about 100 feet from my door in venice uh they actually bought the spot before COVID hit and literally like two months before COVID hit they started remodeling it and redoing Mm. it and then it all hit so i felt really bad for them but it looks like uh everybody's excited about the place and it was popping last night it was as full as can be 
and comply with the rules. So I'm excited wow. that hopefully that'll be successful. Really good Italian place. Yeah. I like how you say Italian, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I get made fun of that all the time. Italian. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so the, the good thing about living in Venice and living in California is even though it is middle of dead winter for most of the world, it's probably sunny and still nice to sit outside in California. It's not bad by the beach. You know, it's, it's uh, between 60 and 70 every day. At night, it can get down to about 50. But, I mean, we got those, you know, those propane heaters, and it's not bad. Okay. But it, it's definitely anyone who's living, you know, in the northern U.S., <laughs> if you tell them the idea of eating outside, they'd be like, oh, hell no, that's not happening. Yeah, and, you know, California is always, you know, California is funny because when we say California, we, we just mean Southern California. Nobody's talking about eating outside in San Francisco. It's, it's freezing there as well. Right. There's a little yeah. bit of a rivalry between NorCal and SoCal. So, yeah, I mean, I've lived in both. I grew up in Northern California and Southern California is better in most ways. <laughs> I mean, I would say the further South you go, the better it is. San Diego is my favorite city. San yeah, Francisco's I love San Diego a- too. Yeah. It's just, uh, kind of stuck to los angeles right now but i'm debating that i might yeah. be moving on here soon but for now i'm an la okay. guy we'll see well doors are open here in sri lanka now if anyone wants to come visit i it's really tempting i think i might i gotta check out flights out there okay yeah unfortunately there's still a two-week quarantine the only good news about it is you can go to the beach you can use the pool so it's a two-week hotel or resort quarantine so you can use the facilities and you can even take some organized tours you just can't freely roam because they want they just want to keep eyes on you and make sure you don't interact with locals for the first two weeks i can totally deal with that uh before i can do something like that long term though i need to make some more passive income which is basically Mm. the topic of this uh new idea and during this episode you want to talk about who we're going to talk to here yeah so we're going to have on mike from empire flippers and we were talking about the new Empire Flippers Capital Program, which is their investment arm. Uh, we've had on Empire Flippers on the, on the episodes uh, in the past. Uh, oh, I just saw sea turtles swim right past my front door. Sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but we've had Empire Flippers on a few episodes in the past, and they've always been great for buying or selling digital assets, websites, you know, uh, online businesses. And I've actually had a partner store of mine sell through them. So I know they're great. You know, they vet companies well. And when they came out with an investment arm where you can invest uh, chunks into a big business that they're going to buy or, or hopefully futurely sell through their, their, their platform, I thought, you know what? This sounds amazing. Let me find out more. Yeah, episode 141, if anybody wants to go back, is when we had Joe Magnotti on. He's the founder of Empire Flippers. It was actually our most listened to episode of 2020. So everybody was out there trying to buy sites. And I think this new program they have, Empire Flippers Capital, looks like a great solution for someone that maybe just doesn't want to be as hands-on but still wants exposure to the to these uh you know, FBA sites or display advertising sites or get a whole basket of sites that you want. And uh, Mike Vrankovich, I hope I said that right. I think I did, is the head of this whole program. And Johnny's going to talk to him on this episode. Yeah. And just uh, full disclosure, I invested already. <laughs> so, you know, I'm definitely a fan of it. And a lot of the episode was me trying to dive into the deals, trying to figure out what they're all about and 
uh, if I put my money in the right place and if I should put my money in uh, some other deals as well. So let's hop on Mike and let's have him answer some of these questions and we'll come back on afterwards to discuss what plans we have uh, and what we thought of it. Froth. It's great on top of your pumpkin spice latte. Not so great in your investment portfolio. If you've been watching the stock market lately, there's enough froth to fill up a stadium of venti lattes. S&P trading at 37 times earnings. The top five tech stocks are up over 50% this year, but the rest of the index only up about 5%. So not the greatest if you're looking for diversity. Bonds, those aren't doing much better either. Most of the bonds, in fact, 97% yield less than 5 percent and the average savings account well you're lucky if you get one half of one percent so how do you avoid the froth while preserving your net wealth you should look into art the art market is projected to grow from 1.7 trillion to 2.6 trillion that's trillion with a t the ultra wealthy continue to invest in art to preserve their wealth and earn attractive returns but unless you have an extra 10 million laying around to buy one of these paintings you've been out of luck until now, masterworks.io is the only platform that lets you invest in art. They have artists like Banksy, Cause, Monet, and so much more. Masterworks.io is making investing in art as easy as buying stocks online. Just recently, masterworks.io sold their first Banksy for a 32% return. It was almost double the S&P over that same time period. With the Fed injecting money into the economy at a staggering rate, sophisticated investors are are allocating a portion of their portfolio to hard money assets like art to hedge against this inflation. Due to recent demand, the waitlist to invest on masterworks.io is over 20,000 people. But since you listen to us here at Invest Like a Boss, you can skip that waitlist and go to masterworks.io and enter promo code ILAB. That's I-L-A-B. So go to masterworks.io code ILAB and you can get signed up right now. Get to the front of that list. See important information at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. All right. So we have on Mike Vinkovich. Hopefully I said that right. Close enough. That's pretty good. All right. So what's actually your position with Empire Flippers? So I'm the manager of Empire Flippers Capital. Okay. So this is something completely new to Empire Flippers really as of 2021. Why did Empire Flippers decide to bring this investment arm onto the platform? Uh, correct. So, so it's a brand new program. Um, we've had buyers asking us for years, how can they participate in these deals? How can they buy an online business and just have somebody else manage it for them? So we've launched this to allow investors to participate in these deals, to passively own a business without the necessary skill set or the time of running it. Okay. I like it. And for anyone who somehow hasn't heard of Empire Flippers, they are an online marketplace where people can buy and sell digital assets, websites. I've had friends who have used them. They've sponsored the Nomad Summit Conference. I've met pretty much the whole staff in person really cool people. And when I heard that you guys were coming out with this investment arm, I was excited and I actually jumped straight in. I, I think I was, I might've been the first investor. I, I was almost kind of like your guinea pig to make sure the everything worked. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you were either the first one or definitely one of the first two or three. So it's great, great to have you on board. Yeah. Thanks. So let's uh, kind of jump into some of those deals just to give people an idea of 
you know, what they're like. And I'm sure there's going to be new ones added uh, all the time, but you guys launched with six deals. Uh, four of them are display advertising or affiliate websites. And two of them are Amazon FBA product uh, uh, investments, which is physical products. Um, let's, I guess, start with the display advertising. Uh I'm, I'm assuming these deals are open worldwide. Does someone have to be American or can they invest in any of these uh, from around the world? Sure. So you, that's, that's a great question. So you don't have to be American. You can invest from anywhere in the world. Um, everything pretty much works the same way for foreign investors as U.S. investors. Okay, easy. And I think a lot of our non-American friends like seeing deals like that. Uh, for Americans, you do have to be accredited. It's, it is self-certification, uh, so you don't have to get your accountant or anything, anyone involved, but you have to check a few boxes to say you either you know, uh, have a million net worth or I believe it's $200,000 a year in income. Does that also apply to non-Americans? Uh, yes. So, so you have to meet the accreditation standard, even if you're outside of the U.S. Initially, when you sign up um, on the platform, you self-certify. However, it'll be up to the fund admin whether they ask for additional documents or not. So at some point, they might ask for follow-up documents, but we'll have to wait and see what, what happens later on. Okay, that's cool. When you say fund admin, who's that? So, so we're using a third-party fund administrator. The name of the company is Assure. And when you log in to invest, you'll see their Glassboard brand name. Glassboard is the tech, and the company behind it is Assure. So they're one of the one, one of the biggest players in the fund administrator space, and they're helping us with some of the logistics and the legal setup. Okay, very cool. Uh, so it is nice that it is open to people worldwide. Uh, you do have to have those requirements, but... Still something fun for people to, to look into, um, you know, regardless of if they meet the accreditation right now or not. Looking at the very first deal, this is 8001. This is Amazon Associates slash display advertising. Uh, when someone logs in, uh, they, can, they can see, you know, the investment summary of, you know, what it's about. Uh, the, the investment minimum is $10,000. Is that true for all the deals uh, now and going forward? Correct. So on, on this round, the minimum per deal is ten thousand. Um, for future rounds, we might uh, we might change that, but that's that's the setup on on this one. Okay, that's cool. So uh, for this specific deal, you can see a little bit about the, I guess what would you call them the 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 syndicator behind it operator the, the operator. Okay, so this is Scott yep. Davis, uh, and he has sold more than five million dollars worth of content sites, and he managed multiple investor profiles. And they can see kind of a little bit about him and his background. And then uh, he basically, he has like a resume or like a CV. You can see what he's managing, Portfolio 1, 41 content sites, uh, bought November 2020, uh, 13,000 in net profit. And then it, it's kind of, it's cool. It's, it's, it's like you can kind of dive in and see this information about who you potentially will invest in. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, people can, you know, can vet this themselves. Does Empire Flippers do any of the vetting? We, we do. So, so we verify the operator's track record. So we ask them what their experience was, and then we verify that all of those numbers are correct. And keep in mind, a lot of these operators are our past customers. Oftentimes we've even sold their businesses. So we were the ones that have put the, the P&Ls together in the first place. 
Okay. Yeah. That's actually one of the reasons why I trusted uh, these deals so much. And I didn't do that much vetting on myself because I figured and Puff Flippers has a good track record. You guys have a good name, you know, and obviously not every deal is going to go a hundred percent, you know, someone's way, um, you know, we can't control the, you know, Amazon or the, the Google gods out there. So I'm sure there, you know, if you look hard enough, there's going to be, you know, one out of, you know, a thousand people that who had a bad experience, but in general, you know, Empire Flippers is a very trustworthy place and you guys do good vetting. So when I saw that some of these, um, these operators have either, you know, sold a business through Empire Flippers, you know, right there, it, it made me feel a bit more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, that's definitely the plan for, for operators. I mean, on this first round, it's all previous customers. Uh, it's actually people that, that are in our personal networks so of people that we've known and worked with for years, but just, just to take a step back, I, I think one important thing to point out, um, when you're investing in these deals, you're not picking the asset uh, that, that will be um, bought and run. You're, you're picking the operator and you're picking the operator based on their track records, uh, based on their acquisition criteria and based on their strategy. And then the oper- and then after the money is raised, the operator will go out and buy a business uh, based, based on that criteria and based on all the details in the deals page. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I think people are going to be happy with that where they don't want to be the ones trying to you know, search around and, and buy the, the property or the website because, you know, one of the reasons why we would invest uh, through a platform like this instead of directly is because we don't have the time or the experience to, to do so. And on these deal pages, you can see the acquisition criteria. So we can kind of see if our value is in line with it. So for this one specifically, you know, you can see that Scott's looking, you know, with the money that he's going to raise, he's going to look for something that's valued between 300000 to a million. Uh, it's primarily driven by SEO traffic, search engine optimization traffic, and you can see what he wants to avoid, like size, you know, with declining traffic or earnings. Um, and he, you can see how he's going to use the money. So he's going to set aside five to ten percent for growth and three months expenses. You can see uh, the actual. Um, you know, the team costs, how much he pays his VA. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty crazy that you can even see things like how much he's paying his content editors, you know, he's paying $120 for a 2,500 word article, you know, his, how much he's paying for his link building team, you know, average link acquisition costs, $130. It's, this is like really, really uh, otherwise hard to find information from someone who has done, you know, these big deals in the past. So I, I like how transparent this is. Yeah, we, we really wanted to make it as transparent as as possible. And talking about the expenses, the, the setup is really simple. So any expenses have to be at cost and the operators are not allowed to take salary. So their compensation is in the form of profits of the business. So how does this actually work? So let's say the deal size, um, you know, it's a million dollars, you know, that's how much they want funded. Is the operator putting in any of their own money or is 100% of that money being funded uh, from outside investors? So that's a, that's a really good question. So all the operators are putting in their own money. So on this first round, the operators are putting in just under 7%. So on a million dollar deal, Scott's putting in $67,000 of his own money. And then the investors are putting in the remainder. And Scott is getting leverage on the money that he invested. So, so he's getting um, profits based on his investment percentage. And then he's also getting an additional carry um, to get leverage on the deal. Okay. So he would get 
you know, basically you would own 6.75% or, or, or whatever that is, or 6.7%. Yep. And then when you say he gets additional like carried, does that just mean, you know, he can participate in, in a bigger deal, but he's still only getting 6.7% or does he get an upside for also operating it? So, so, so basically the, the operator's share of the profits is 7%, which is from his cash investment. And then he gets an additional 23% of the profits. So the operator gets a total 30% of the profits, um, 10% of the profits go to EF capital, and then the investors get the remaining 60%. But when, when talking about this, it's important to explain that this is only of the profits. So this is based on the quarterly distributions. Um, and this is also based on any increase in value when the business sells. So let's say Scott buys a million dollar business. Uh, let's say we end up selling it for 1.5 million three years from now. The first 1 million would just be returned to investors based on how much they invested. And the $500,000 increase would be based on this 60-30-10 um, split. Okay, that makes sense. So some people might be thinking, you know, gosh, that's, you know, a 40% you know, however, however someone wants to think of it, you know, um, fee or profit, you know, profit loss or operating cost. And that might just sound very, very high, especially because we're used to paying, you know, less than a percent for something like an index fund. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is this isn't a, you know, passively managed index fund. This is a business that uh, the operator is going to go in and and grow to not be worth, you know, you know, 5% more, but hopefully, 25% more or even even higher. Yeah, I mean, the, the easiest way to think about the numbers from an investor perspective. So the operator gets 23% carry, we get 10% carry. So the, the total amount that the investor is giving up is 33% or one third. So the investor is giving up one third of the profits in order to turn this, exactly like you said, very active um, asset or investment into a completely passive investment, um, you know, managed by a professional operator with a track record of doing this that is going to try to grow the business. And then the other benefit that you're getting as an investor, you're able to buy fractional pieces. So you're able to buy a small piece of a much larger online business, and you're able to buy many different uh, pieces of different online businesses. So, so you're able to diversify with, you know, different operators, different, uh, different monetizations, different um, strategies, different risk factors. So if you look at it from a risk reward perspective, it's, I, in my opinion, it's much more attractive than just doing one single deal. Yeah, because the, the way I think of it is if I was going to, you know, I wanted to buy a website. I, I think uh, last year around this time, I pulled out 100 grand because I wanted to buy some kind of business. And I realized first, it's going to be a ton of work for, for me to run around, look for a deal, vet it, you know, uh, you know develop the, the plan of growing it, operating it, and then hopefully, you know, making a 50% return or you know, 25% return, you know, whatever it might be. Uh, assuming everything goes well, and but all my you know all my eggs would be in that one basket, or you know but with Empire Flippers Capital, uh, I can even invest in, in ten deals, uh, you know spreading spreading my risk um, ten thousand in each, and I can be completely hands off. And even if I was going to run the business myself, I think for most investors listening to this, we don't really have time to do so. So we might end up giving away a third of the business we're. 30% of the profit to hire someone to run it for us anyways. Yeah, absolutely. And even if you have your own in-house team, like 
let's let's say you have a portfolio of content sites and let's say you have you have an SEO team and that takes away the the time component of having to run these um, I mean, you'll probably still have to manage the team to some extent, but also, you know, it's really hard to diversify with different types of businesses. So the type of operator that's good at running a affiliate content site, um, it's a very different skill set than an operator that's running an FBA business or a SaaS or some kind of service business. Yeah, definitely makes sense. So kind of just to kind of quickly jump through some of the, the other deals right now. Um, Absolutely. I see that the second one, 8002, that's uh, it, the operator is internet yield. They're looking for $2 million and they want to ha- to acquire one to four mature content sites value between half a million, and 2 million each. And they've built several, uh, so festival businesses, some in the, in the seven figure range. And you can, I mean, if you guys want to go through this yourselves, um, you just go to empireflippers.com, click on, uh, investors and then deals or, you know, or what is what what is yeah, yeah. This? The, the, the the easiest way to get there is go to empireflippers.com slash capital. That's the investor sales page that explains the program in a big overview, exactly how how it works. Um, at the bottom of that, you'll see a call to action that's that says see deals that takes you to the platform. That's exactly where you, where you are right now, Johnny. So then you'll be able to see all the individual deals. Uh, you'll have to either sign up for an account, which takes 20 seconds, or log in with your existing account, and then and then you'll be able to see the details on, on every single deal. Okay, yeah. So I, I like it. I mean, and honestly, I, I think everyone should just spend you know 20 minutes and just go through this anyways, because there's such good information in here. I mean, I, I think that like this is kind of an, an open book on you know a successful. Uh, business owner and, and what their their plan is. I mean, it's it's insane how transparent this is. I, I really really like, you know, I'm learning so much from this, uh, and it also has made me a lot more comfortable in uh, in investing myself. So uh, I ended up investing in both of the um, FBA deals. One of them, the I, I invested uh, through through my 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 company and. That has gone through already. The wire transfer has gone through. The other investment, I actually put two separate ones in. Uh, I first put 10K in, and then I wanted to put 15 more, making it 25 total. Uh, but for some reason, my, my wire transfer, transfers have both uh, not gone through yet. I think I got flagged for being in Sri Lanka, so I have to call Chase to try to figure this out. Um, but I would say that that has been the only one annoying thing <laughs> about this process is <laughs> – having to go through the traditional banking system of, you know, spending the $25 to wire money and then have the bank lock it up. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately with the, the fund administrator that we're working with right now, they only accept uh, wire transfers and they do a whole bunch of um, KYC stuff uh, like um, know your customer and anti-money laundering checks. So it is a little bit of a process. It's it's very easy for U.S. citizens. They just verify it based on your on your social security number. For uh, foreign investors, they have to upload a a passport. Um, you know, as, as as you know, in Empire Flippers, we do accept other payment methods if you're buying a business directly. So we even accept Bitcoin. Um, maybe in the future we'll be able to roll something like that out, but but right now we just don't have it as an option. Yeah, and and I would say you know as long as people are aware of that when they're going into it, you know that they're going to have to set aside a little bit of time to you know to fill out these know your customer forms and verify your you know your identity and do the wire transfer. 
uh, as long as you mentally prepare for that, you know, it is a pretty straightforward uh, way to invest. Uh, but if you're expecting to click three things and, you know, have a, have your money into a business, uh, so far it's taken me about a week or so to try to figure this out, but I'm going to push forward. Actually, I'm going to call the bank <laughs> as soon as we get off of this to figure that out. <laughs> Yeah, so, so one, one of the biggest limiting factors is is probably your bank. It's how quickly they send the wire transfer. Um, I, I know Citibank is really good with letting you send wire transfers from, from online, uh, even if you're out of the country. I know Chase is pretty aggressive with flagging people if they're out of the country. But the actual process of signing the documents and putting in your information, I think from signing up for an account to signing the last document probably takes five minutes. And that's, you know, it's probably even quicker on multiple deals. So, and then once you get to the end of it, you get the wire information and then you just go to your bank and send the wire. But yeah, let, let me, let me know if you get stuck on anything. I'll, I'll definitely be happy to jump in and help. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. So those two deals that I, you know, basically invested in, uh, is 8005, 8006. They are both Amazon FBA, uh, businesses. And if anyone's not familiar with that, you know, it's basically a brand, um, a physical products brand company that sells primarily on Amazon using fulfilled by Amazon using their warehouses. And what I liked about, uh, these deals is first, I like physical products. Um, you know, in the other deals, you know, you can see uh, the, the risks, you know, under, under risks, there's always, you know, Google changing their algorithms or, um, you know, something, you know, something kind of uh, changing in kind of that SEO space. And for me, that's not the risk I personally want to take. Um, you know, it's it seemed like it's, it's worked fine for people for the last 10 years, and maybe it will continue to work fine for people for the next 10 years. So, it is nice that there are different types of deals out there. You know, there's physical products that rely on Amazon, and then there's the kind of virtual traffic uh, that relies on uh, Google right now, mostly. Does Empire Flippers, do you guys have anything in the pipeline or f for the future for, for deals that aren't uh, content or FBA? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so we definitely plan to add other monetizations in the future, including SaaS. But one one important let me let me make two quick points here. So what we usually what I usually tell investors is you have to do multiple deals. Like if you if you plan to do this investment and only do one deal, you shouldn't do it, simply because the risk reward doesn't work out. the The whole or does it's not as good. The whole point of doing this is so you have multiple deals. So if one of them fails your overall portfolio returns are still good. Um, typically, I tell investors to do multiple monetizations. So, you know, do both our content and FBA deals. But for some investors, it makes a lot of sense to only to, you know, to leave out some monetization. So for example, some of our investors are running their own FBA business. So they have plenty of exposure to Amazon FBA and they want some exposure to content. So they're just doing our content sites. Or, or the other way around. And then even, even if you look um, inside the monetization, so if you look at those two FBA deals, Johnny, that you did, they both have very different strategies. So one of them is looking to grow the business. Um, Tony's looking, 8006, Tony's looking to grow the business by launching new products. And 8005, Fran is looking to grow the business by adding additional sales channels outside of Amazon. And both of these guys' experience has been in doing exactly that. And then if you look at the four remaining content sites, the, the contrast between them is even bigger. So they're going for different types of deals. So 
One of them is looking to buy a $1.5 million to $2 million business. That's a affiliate business with a certain backlink strategy. One of the other guys is looking to buy four $250,000 deals that are affiliate. One of them is looking for display only. So, so e- even, even though there's four content deals, the strategies are all a bit different. So that's, that's one of the things that I really looked for when putting together round one. So not only did I want strong operators, you know, that, uh, that, that, that are, that are good operators on their own, but I wanted to see how these six different deals all, um, all fit together. So let's, let's say you were a normal investor. You didn't know much about online business. You didn't really know how to pick deals. You, you could come to them, to the marketplace here and do all six deals. And that will give you a nice diversified portfolio. Very well said. And, and I think, uh, that is a excellent strategy uh, for anyone. So, you know, if someone has 60, you know, thousand dollars to invest, they could put ten thousand uh, dollars in each of these deals, and you know, be set. Um, right now, as of kind of early February, uh, all six of them are still open, uh, but some of them are already in the uh, twenty-five to thirty-four percent um, funding ranges. What what would actually happen uh, if these don't these deals don't get funded? Is there a time limit on these? I- uh, so there's no there's no specific time limit. If they're not funded, we'll just send the money back to investors. Um, but we're extremely confident we'll be able to to raise the money just based on our audience. Um, I think realistically we'll be able to raise all of it within the next three to four weeks. But that could happen a bit quicker. So it could happen in as short as a week or two, and it could take a little bit longer. But my best estimate is these should be funded within three to four weeks. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, and, and the the way that it works is. If somebody signs the, the documents, but they haven't wired the money yet, they're not actually in the deal yet. So if someone comes in, you know, if, if you're taking your sweet time to, to wire the money or it gets you know locked up, um, somebody can basically just jump jump in front of you in line and wire the money, and you, you might kind of be uh, out of luck if you're if you wait too long. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a really good point. So the way a lot of these other investments work, uh, you commit to them and then you. Uh, and then, then there's a capital call when, when the deal is ready to close. We're doing things differently in this round. So you're not in the deal until your wire is received. So Johnny, with you, if you're running into problems with Chase and they never end up sending the wire and the deal quickly fills up, you might lose your spot. But I, I think you've got plenty of time. I don't think Chase will take that long. Okay. That definitely makes sense. Is there anything else that people should know before they start investing in deals like this? Yeah. Yeah. So so one, one important, again, the diversifying uh, the investments is really, really important. I can't stress that enough. Don't try to pick the one deal that you think is going to do best. If you have 60 grand, don't put it all in one deal, do 10 grand in each deal. If for some reason, you don't like one of the operators, take them out and do the other four or five. That's fine. Um, keep in mind that there will be a delay on your distributions. So um, you, you should expect to start getting quarterly distributions six to nine months after you make your investment. And the reason for that delay is one, uh, we need to wait a little bit until the round, the funding closes. Um, it takes some time to buy a business. So the operator will, the operators will go out and pick what business to buy. And then on a lot of these deals, there's a little bit of a delay on the cash flows. So you might be earning money today that you're not being paid on for a month or two with the affiliate deals, uh, the operators might be reinvesting a little bit of cash, 
And when you add up all that time, and then also the last thing is you have to wait for the quarter to end. So the, the payment happens once a quarter after the previous quarter has ended. So when you add up all that time, it takes about six to nine months, uh, maybe a little bit less on the content sites, maybe a little bit longer on the, on the FBA deals. So there'll be a six to nine month delay on distributions. And then after that, it will be regular quarterly distributions. And you can actually look at the individual deals where the operators talk about their reinvestment strategy and how that will impact the, the timing of the first uh, quarterly payment. That definitely makes sense. On, on these pages, are, do, do any of them say uh, when they, how long they plan on holding for them and they plan on selling? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a really good question. So the expected investment holding period on all of these deals is two to four years. So all the operators have agreed to hold the businesses for at least one year, and most of them expect to hold it, you know, for about three years or so. It'll be up to the operator when to the, when to sell the business. And the reason we wanted to leave this up to operators is because they're the ones that are in the best position to the side. So, you know, there might be a scenario where they buy an asset, they've they've been able to grow it, and they've gotten it to the point where they can't grow it anymore, or they think the niche is not growing anymore. At that point, it might make sense to sell sooner. You know, there might be a different one where even though they've been holding it for four years, if it continues growing, it, it might make sense to hold it longer. Um, and we've tried to structure everybody's incentive. Um, you know, we, we try to structure it to line up everybody's incentive. So all the operators are looking to be repeat operators. They're all looking to establish a good track record. Um, all their uh, performance and returns will be public. So they're looking to maximize investor returns so they can do future deals with us uh, and, 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 and do more and more of these. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense. And what are like, I mean, you know, obviously it's a, it's a business. So, you know, there is a chance that it could go to zero. It could, it could go bankrupt. I think, you know, the, the chances of uh, these deals, you know, going to zero, you know, are very slim, um, but on the upside, what, what, how, like how big of an upside potential is there? Yeah. So, so, I mean, let, let me, let me comment on, on the risk first. So, I mean, this is a higher risk investment. You should only put a small portion of your net worth into this. Um, you know, you shouldn't put your emergency cash reserve into this. You shouldn't put your kid's college fund into this. You know, the reason the returns are higher is because it's riskier. So, you know, with that, with that being said, we're projecting, if you do a portfolio of multiple deals, we think investor returns will be an average of 20 to 25% a year. So that's, that's, that's accounting for a basket of deals, um, some of them failing, some of them going up, and many of them staying the same. However, this could be significantly higher if the operators are able to execute on their growth plans. And if things go wrong, if multiple deals fail, this could also be significantly lower. And like I said earlier, you know, there's even a risk that you lose money on this. Okay. It definitely makes sense. And it's good to manage people's expectations, you know, and as you said earlier, you know, the first year don't expect to make, you know, very much because it's going to take, you know, at least half a year, you know, maybe nine months to really start seeing uh, some of that earnings. So I'm assuming kind of the, the 25% a year, uh, a year is taking to, to consideration that that first year, you know, might be a wash or it might be you know, just yep. earning you know, a bit of money. And then the last year when it sells, that's where all the profits come in. Uh, would that be also taking into consideration that, you know, maybe one of the six might not do very well? 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's taken all those all those factors into consideration. So I, I think that's a good way of looking at it. You know, the returns for the first year will be significantly lower, and then um, you know there will be bigger returns in the final year, especially when when the business is sold. But if you average out all the returns, that's that's where we get the twenty to twenty five percent expected return from. Um, also. We're, our base case scenario is if you do five deals, one of them will fail completely. So one of them will go to zero, the earnings will go to zero, and we won't be able to sell the business. You know, we're expecting one of them to go up about 50%, and we're expecting the other three to roughly uh, be the same. So, so that's that's our base case scenario. That again, that's why we say you should really do multiple deals and not try to pick uh, which which one you think is going to work. Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. And if anyone you know hears that and says. Like that sounds ridiculous, you know. That's the business world out there, and you know, it's uh, it's not like, you know, I mean, I yeah, it's really not like anything else. I mean, in the in the business world, you know, like one restaurant can completely fail, uh, three can stay exactly the same, and then one can just have record profits. And this is kind of a you know, like buying into six, you know, business, you know, restaurants or any any other type of business. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, obviously, you know, we don't know which one will fail beforehand. You know, we're doing everything we can to vet them. We're looking at their track record. We've, we're looking at the past success that they've had and and their strategies based on doing that exact same thing again. Um, but, you know, something will happen that's that's out of the operator's control. Something will happen that's out of our control. So that's, that's the way we hedge our risk is just by just doing a basket and expecting things to go wrong. Awesome. Mike, thanks so much for your time and for putting together these deals. Uh, I'm a fan of it, and I'm sure some of our listeners are going to have some questions. Uh, if they do, how can they find out more information or reach out? My, my my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for interviewing me today. I would say start at empireflippers.com capital. That is the investor information page, and then go from there. Um, and if you have any questions, just, just uh, reach out directly through there. So click on see available deals. And when you click on one of the deals, you'll be able to ask questions as well. Awesome. Appreciate your time. All right, that was Mike Vrankovich, the head of Empire Flippers Capital. Johnny, I know you're excited about it because you said you invested in it. Do you have any more updates or you can tell us more specifically why you invested in the funds that you invested in? Yeah, so if you guys remember, I had cashed out a bunch of money. Uh, I think it was end of 2019, beginning of 2020. I cashed out about a, about 100 grand. Cause I wanted to buy a business. I wanted to buy a physical business uh, or an online business and potentially have higher gains from that, you know, cause you know, as we all know, investing in yourself or investing in your own business is the best way to make high returns at it. You know, that's more than, you know, uh, 10%, you know, without taking anything too risky. And I basically just signed on that money and, you know, I never bought a business, you know, just too much work. It was too much effort to, you know, to find a good one, to vet a good one. And also another part of it is in the hundred thousand dollar range, even though that is a lot of money, there's a lot of competition in that area of people wanting to buy. What I like about these bigger deals, these million dollar and up deals is there's far less competition and the people getting out of these businesses, I mean, these are pretty established, legit businesses if they're selling for that much. And with a few small tweaks, with that amount of leverage, that, that amount of momentum behind it, you can grow a million dollar business into a $1.5 million, $2 million business 
and really make some big gains from it. Yeah, so I want to know specifically why you picked, uh, I believe you picked number 8,005 and 8,006 to invest in. Um, if you go to empireflippers.com slash capital, I, I just did this in the last minute. It took about one minute to make an account and you can look at all the detail summaries. Um, I think those are the two you invested in, right, Johnny? Yeah, and the reason why I chose those two, they're, they're the only two physical product or FBA deals right now. And I've always wanted to get into Amazon FBA. I just never wanted to do the work myself. So it, it is a lot of work, a lot of reinvestment. And these guys have done this for years and years and they've had you know a good track record and they can see where they can go in and either add more products or start selling on different markets or, or channels and pretty easily you know, uh, increase the value of the business. Now, the reason why I didn't invest in the display advertising uh, businesses or the content sites is I'm scared to death that Google is just going to come and, and have another update, you know, whether they call it the, the leopard update or the you know, um, Pentagonian uh, update and just change everything. And then you're kind of screwed. Um, but when I looked into it a little bit more, actually, and I was talking to Mike, I realized maybe actually it is a good time to buy because Amazon had very recently decrease the the um the commissions from their affiliate program from seven percent down to two percent and as long as these deals reflect that you know some people might be trying to get out and there might be room to pivot yeah i saw on one of the deals the the guy that they have run the operator that is running it actually on his previous site had lost 30 to 50 percent of his revenue um, because of that Amazon Associates cut and he was able to pivot it into uh, something else right now. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what he did. It's, it's, it's in the description. I'd have to pull it up. But he was able to gain an extra 20% on the revenue and recover a lot of that missed revenue. So I think it's, you know, Empire Flippers has found these guys that are able to adapt to changes if they do come and hopefully they found the right guys to um, be able to, to make those uh, adaptations and when and be able to react when something like that happens because you know it's going to happen again in the future but you don't know if it's amazon if it's google if it's whoever a few years from now so i think it's pretty cool that they found these people that you know they've seen have adversity and have been able to create success out of that yeah definitely and these guys are all smart guys because the empire flippers guys you know they have a good network they they know who are the big players in the game you know who knows what they're actually talking about they vetted all their all the information, you know, they didn't just have have someone say, oh, yeah, I've, I've did a million dollars of sales. They vetted them and they checked their bank records and, you know, and said, OK, did this guy actually make a million dollars in sales? Uh, also, these first six people, you know, these are the kind of hand selected first batch. So I really believe that these are going to be kind of the creme of the creme to start out with. The only thing I, I don't like about it is even though these, you know, these people definitely have an incentive to do well because, you know, first they are personally invested uh, some of their money, you know, 70 grand, which isn't a ton of money, but it, it is still some money. The upside potential, you know, they can make a good return from that, you know, 30%. So they are definitely invested in the outcome of it, but it is a long turnaround. You know, it's going to take, you know, f probably three or four years to, to have a sale and to be able to um, 
you know, have that kind of go, you know, first off, get out of the deal, but also have them re-enter the marketplace again. And that's just kind of the nature of the game. It's not, you know, it's not an easy thing. Um, you know, I don't think any of these people are going to take huge gambles or anything and risk, you know, screwing up the money. But, you know, as Mike said, it, it is a business. It's a high risk, uh, high reward business. Uh, and there is a chance that one of the six is going to go bust. He, he's saying it straight up. He's saying, you know what, you know, some of them might just be stagnant and be worth the same amount of, you know, three, four years from now, one of them's probably going to do really well and maybe double in value. And one might just completely fail and we might lose everything. Sure. And I know that we've had a lot of, a uh, lot of people comment saying that they're new investors to the show and welcome to the show. We definitely love having you on. So maybe I thought since you're the e-commerce guy, Johnny, you could just kind of go over quickly, you know, what's the difference between Amazon associates and Amazon FBA and what exactly are these operators doing to become profitable on the sites? You know, how do they make money? I guess if we just want to go back to, to basics of, mm -hmm. so people would know what they're potentially investing in. Yeah, so Amazon Associates or content sites or the display deals, the, those are basically websites that you know have articles written on them or you know they, they drive traffic usually in a free organic way. And they have links to Amazon.com. So like let's say the, the website is reviewing mattresses, they'll just have a link to a mattress on Amazon. While a FBA business uh they will physically have mattresses in the in Amazon's warehouse and they'll ship it out. So what I like about FBA is you're building your own brand and you're selling your own products. Amazon is just doing the fulfillment for you. With the content sites, what's easy about it is you can pivot very fast. You can say, oh, Amazon decided to cut our commissions from 7% down to 2%. Screw Amazon. I'm going to redirect this link or I'm going to change up this article a little bit. So instead of recommending buying the mattress from amazon.com and me getting 2%, I'm going to have it direct to casper.com or, you know, another one of these mattress sites and maybe I'll get a five or 10% commission. Totally makes sense. So FBA is the physical product and Amazon associates is basically a referral program. Uh, but like you said, a lot of these other companies have seen what Amazon has done. And I think they're trying to jump into that and convince these other content sites to jump over to them. But, you know, Amazon is, is the, you know, the elephant in the room at the end of the day, though, still. Yeah. And, and it's unfortunate because even with some of my sites, I have links to Amazon, you know, and I used to make a few hundred dollars a month uh, from them, you know, things like, you know, uh, what microphone I recommend using or you know, what a luggage I recommend using. And my original plan was to switch out all the links to, you know, another site. So I'm like, Oh, you know, screw them. They've cut my commission by 90%. I'm, you know, why would I give them business? But at the end of the day, it was kind of hard. It was like, it was hard to find another Amazon. There's not that much competition. They are basically a monopoly right now. And there just wasn't many other places to, to, to send them. Uh, I think one of the, what some of these operators are going to do is instead of even uh, sending them to another e-commerce site, they're just going to start putting display ads. So they're actually going to start selling physical space on their website to show ads, almost like a billboard or like a, not a pop-up, but like an inline ad and make money that way. So there are ways to pivot as long as you continue to have traffic. Uh, I think if I was if I was prudent and if I was smart, I would actually just put 10K in each of the six deals as Mike recommended. 
Um, honestly, the only thing really stopping me from doing it is I don't want to make six wire transfers and pay $150 to, to chase. I, I, I know, I know it's such, you know, it's actually peanuts <laughs> when you think about it. Uh, I just, it's like the freaking principle of, you know, dealing with that and just, you know, signing all that paperwork. And it's honestly, it's, I mean, I, I wish it was just a slightly simpler process. It's not hard. It's not difficult, but it's not easy as well. Oh, I totally feel you. I mean, you, uh, you and Sam have been doing this for five years now and I'm, I'm just about a year in and I feel like I have so much paperwork coming in for taxes and I have, you know, money spread around to so many places that a deal might look good, but then I just think in my head, like, Oh, that's another form to fill out. Uh, that's another thing to send to the IRS or what's that going to cost me? And then I got to move this money. And it's just, it's just mental space in your head where it's one person can only invest in so many things, I think. And we all have a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do yet. I still need to call Chase. I, I ended up uh, going out to dinner after, <laughs> after that interview and I was starving and I, was, I I'm probably gonna put it off another week. So <laughs> let's uh, see what actually happens. If you guys want updates, keep an eye out in the Patreon group because that is where I post all of my buy and sell orders for everything I do as soon as I do it. Like literally that, you know, within two minutes of me buying or selling something online, making an investment, or cashing out an investment like I had to do to clear up the money to to invest in this, I post on Patreon first. We also have our quarterly updates in there where Sam and I open up our portfolios, talk about everything we invested in, show our dashboards, and show exactly how much money we have in each account and what our plans are for the next quarter. So if you want to see all that, but also just be part of the patreon insiders group support the show support having derek as our producer but also be able to get you know all these great guests on go to investlikeaboss.com and click on patreon or support the show and join today for as low as five dollars a month totally and we just did our second mastermind call that's where uh patreons at the all access or vip levels whether you're at the 10 or 25 dollar level you'll get invites to these quarterly calls i think we're going to do another one in march I want to give a, a quick shout out to uh, Rob who actually showed up in both the first Patreon and the second Patreon. And he's in the same time zone as I am. And it was early on Sunday morning. He showed up with his cup of coffee and he soldiered through. And Johnny, I'm not sure if you're in the same room at the same time as we uh, broke up the group a little bit. Uh, Rob had actually met someone from the first mastermind to start doing uh, real estate land deals and had actually been making money off of that since the first call. So it was really cool to see that he got something out of the, the call that he, you know, was willing to wake up at, you know, 6 a.m. to be on the next call. So I think there's a lot of value there. And it's it's something really cool that I think we can build out. Uh, we did it for our European, mostly uh, mostly European. We had some people in, you know, Mexico, Puerto Rico, uh, it, all over Europe. It was pretty cool. And, you know, we'll just keep uh, swapping time zones as we go so we can hit everybody around the world. It's a pretty cool experience. Yeah, definitely. And and I I think, I mean, in general, just by you guys being listeners of the Invest Like a Boss podcast, you're already a kind of a self-selected group. You know, you're not people who are 100% real estate fanatics and say, oh, screw everything else. And you're not the, you know, 100%, you know, day traders of, you know, trying to buy, um, you know, AMC or, 
you know, or GameStop, you guys are the ones that say, you know what, let me take a look at everything and let me see how I can diversify my portfolio. So already you're self-selected and you're usually, you know, quite a, a smart bunch of people. The people who are in the Patreon, they're the ones that are invested to another level. They're like, you know what, I'm willing to support the show and make sure that we're, you know, we're able to continue producing three or four episodes a month and be able to have access to this group of very intelligent, open-minded investors. So the people who are on those calls, they're the ones that really have put their money where their mouth is. And they're serious. They're smart people. And to be able to meet them and be a part of this group for, you know, 10 bucks a month, it's, it's really the, probably the best money you can spend. Totally agree. I do have a confession to make though. Last week, I, I may have bought some AMC stock. <laughs> oh, so you need this more than just, everyone. Just so. for a few hours. Just for a few hours, okay. Johnny. Okay. And then did it, did it go up or down when you sold? It went up, actually. Thank you very much. Okay. So you got um, lucky. I would not suggest anybody else to do that. And it was with a very small amount of money that, let's say, the stock went bankrupt that day. I wouldn't have cared too much. But it was, it was a fun little experiment. Yeah. I'm sure I get another tax form to, to fill out at the end of the month, end of the year. <laughs> yeah, right. Add it, add it to the bill, IRS, who yeah. I just paid way too much money to. But that's another story for another day. Uh, let me do a couple of reviews because we got a couple this week. We are on fire. Thank you to everyone doing reviews. Apple Podcasts is pretty much the best place to do reviews. If you do, we appreciate those five-star reviews. Gets us bumped up on the list. Uh, we've really seen some great growth of the show, so I'm very appreciative of that. Uh, two new reviews this week. LKBs said, great for newbies. As I mentioned before, lots of new people to the show. I'm new to investing and have found this podcast extremely approachable and informative. They have an excellent selection of true experts in the finance industry. Well done, guys. Well done. Thank you, LK. One more. Uh, CS Mostow on Saturday of last week. Great podcast, five stars. Johnny and Sam are so down to earth and have a ton of knowledge and experience. I like that they're always looking for new investment opportunities and are willing to try them out themselves. I'm a small business owner looking to grow my business and I've already learned so much in just a few episodes. I trust them and I'm excited to be a part of the Invest Like a Boss community. I feel like we're on this ride to the top together. Thank you, CS. We are going to make it to the top. Uh, I think that's everything I got, Johnny. What else you got? Yeah, that, that, was, that was awesome. And I love these reviews. I know it's a bit clunky. You have to go into the podcast app on your iPhone or onto iTunes. Actually, I, mean, I don't even think iTunes exists anymore. I think it's all just the podcast app. You have to search for Invest Like a Boss, scroll all the way down to the bottom, click on reviews, scroll all the way back down, click on you know five-star leave review. So the fact that you guys took the 10, 20 minutes of effort to figure this out, we really appreciate it. And it really does bump up our podcast when people are searching for investment advice through a podcast they will find our show and not some guy trying to sell you a bunch of crap so i'm glad you guys have taken the time to do it you're helping your fellow humans out your fellow men and men and women investors especially the newbies who they can just as easily be swayed into going 100 percent crypto 100 percent you know uh real estate flipping or whatever it is so i'm glad you you guys and gals have done that. Thanks so much. Yes, thank you. And we're going to have all new episodes every single week as far as we can tell. 
So we are going to be busy and we appreciate all you tuning in. Uh, thanks for supporting our sponsors. Thanks for being on Patreon. Every little bit helps the reviews, all of that. So appreciative. iLab is having a great year so far and it's just going to get better. All right. See you guys all next week. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Best Like a Boss podcast. Join our mailing list at bestlikeaboss.com to get exclusive access to our insider investment folios and our private members forum. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Tell your friends and leave us a review in the iTunes store. It helps more than you know. See you guys next week.